Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. Val, Dororo Doloran has been canceled. Oh yeah, you you showed me this in like the middle of the night, and I at the time I was like, wait, what the fuck is this? You show? Oh, oh, okay then. End I'm, I'm of an era. You know, you know, you know what? Like he's had it out longer than like I think either of us thought it would be out for. Yes, I mean more than anyone thought. I think even Jump was surprised how long they let this thing slide. Um, but let's preface this, Val. Dororan Dororan is a manga by Gen Osuka. Um, we love him because of another cancelled series he did in the past called Gollum Hearts. Which we both agree is the far superior series and it should not have gotten cancelled. Dororan Dororan, on the other hand, this is so basically when we first started our live show slash podcast Saturday Jump, this is one of the very first things we ever talked about was just how horrifying this series is and the fact that it is the bare minimum grab it's it's bottom line premise it's clearly uh, anytime we talk about adaptive storytelling this is the most adaptive it freaking gets but it that's jumps not on the, the demon worst. hunter hype train that's exactly that i think that's all it really hunter. did i i know it, i know it was boringly written and it was like explaining pie charts and stuff. I remember that's what. Yeah, you said that, that that's the true crime. That is the true crime. Was the fact that it literally explains itself in paragraphs and pie charts, and explains the pie charts in paragraphs. It's not a manga. It's a freaking textbook, is what it is. And it's just so unfortunate. Again, because we like Ganosuka, but we just don't like this particular story. It's a shame. And. So, like I said, it became like our whipping boy in Saturday Jump, and then when we started doing Joycast here, we tried to avoid it as much as possible. Because it's like, you can only beat a dead horse so much. But now the horse has officially died. But now that being said, I don't want to dance on someone else's grave here, alright? That's what no. I don't want to do here. I, do, I never celebrate the cancellation of something unless it's actually problematic. There was nothing problematic about Doron Doron. It was just misguided because, I mean, I can't imagine how difficult it must be to get published in Jump, let alone stay published in Jump. I feel like most of the inadequacies that we complain about here on this podcast mostly stem from the fact that it's, it's an attempt to appeal to as wide an audience as possible. And in doing so, you accidentally isolate more specific people like us. And that's what happens. That, and that's what happened with Dororan Dororan. This Gen had a unfortunately, I'm gonna call him Gensei from this point forward, <laughs> to be okay. as both reverent and irreverent as possible, because mm. I, I have a love hate relationship with this guy, but mostly a lot of love, and I and I and I'm still rooting for this guy. Um, and I feel like Gensei was like he got a little disheartened after Gollum Hearts and went, all right, that was a very specific premise and a very fun one, and it just didn't grab readers for some reason. Now I'm going to appeal, I'm going to cast as wide as possible. And he succeeded. He got 36 chapters in, casting the widest net. Was it only 36 chapters? You say only 36 chapters, but I know, I know God, that's a lot. I know, I know, I know, I know. I realize. Hunter's Guild only got like 15, 18 chapters. Time moves slower for me. That's why it's like, oh, really? Yes. I'm, I, I, like I said, I think every when this got canceled, literally all the comments were, this got 36? 
which surprised me like the people again because this is why i don't want to dance on its grave because i'm seeing a lot of grave dancing in the discourse where when this was coming out a lot of people were defending it because i and, and here's what to defend it was a pretty fun first chapter the art was good was i so i did some uh perusing because i didn't want to come i didn't want to talk out of, completely out of my ass on this so i skim read read those 30 there's um 36 chapters total i skim read them the art does start to get rough and i think that's just deadlines impacting once you're establishing all right i can take my foot off the gas pedal kind of the anti-horikoshi where horikoshi right now is like giving us his awe because he plans to die after this is done apparently i actually saw a pretty interesting thing about that actually by a, a comic artist that i really like and i've like spoken to and everything yes well i'll, I'll tell you about that in a second Carry no, no no actually that's a great time to bring it up bring it up right now Oh, okay then. Well, you see, uh, Raven Perez, comic artist of this really lewd, cartoony comic called Raven's Dojo that I used to love when I was younger. Really pulpy. The kind of thing that I love. Um, and he was talking about the fact that Horikoshi operates more like, I don't know, a comic book artist where he's really not looking for, like, all that much detail everywhere except for, like, in these very specific areas. But it's like, you know how you look at Horikoshi's art and it's like, I don't quite feel the characters moving in when they're running or anything do you, do you get what i'm talking about i really i see i really like horikoshi style oh no i do too that's it's it still looks good it really works but that's the thing he's just I, like, I i think his movement's great i actually think his movement's great i look I, I i think back to scenes like ida's um costume falling apart during the no the pose is fight. strong it's strong look at, look, and look it's at, not look at mirko's sense of motion what my issue with horikoshi is his action choreography the way he frames it he's got he's definitely improved since um the the biggest culprit is the overhaul arc mm. that even wait he, no even we're, we're talking about chainsaw Horico man i was saying chainsaw man you said horikoshi i must have gotten fucking confused my did apologies. you get confused i was talking about chainsaw man i could have swore I said okay chainsaw you man. you said horikoshi you didn't even oh. say chainsaw man you said horikoshi oh okay that's where i fucking went wrong okay so rewind okay rewind rewind yeah <laughs> Action cut scenes. that from the record, please. Fujimoto. Don't cut it from the record because it's actually very <laughs> interesting to bring up um, Horikoshi versus Fujimoto because um, I think I think Horikoshi's sense of motion against we just said and its details fucking great. But just his action choreography, his set pieces, they have improved and I think currently they are. Yeah, at their Stars best. and Stripes was absolutely fucking sick, but yeah, even then. Uh, it was but like, like, the overhaul arc since then, like, even Horikoshi himself literally cites that arc as an embarrassment he's he, he says himself he was very embarrassed yeah. to have that be animated <laughs> but fujimoto, and, uh, fujimoto my part going to fujimoto, fujimoto fujimoto effectively draws manga like cinematic storyboards mm -hmm. they're meant to be dragged animatically across the screen yeah no they, they, they they're definitely good for that chainsaw man is absolutely like really good to edit and everything actually when they when they when they do manga pvs i'm sure they're a wet dream because they're the character models are very like flatly on top of what's behind them yeah, they're very yeah, easy yeah. to cut around uh but yes you're you are correct there's a issue of sense of motion mm. um he's got a very samey style he's got he's got one face but i think that's the, that thing that's also the merit of that's the that's the joy of reading a Fujimoto work is the fact that you recognize a very specific sense of motion and face. Mm. He doesn't really he did he he only adapts upon what he's already established. I'm actually trying to find specifically 
what he said because I know it. But really that being wasn't said, if we're looking for improvements, Chainsaw Man is definitely an improvement upon his previous works. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh action. yeah, that's right. We wanted to talk about Fire Punch, didn't we? Um, we can talk about Fire Punch. I don't think today's the day still because I want to. I, mean, I no, want to bring. No, I want to bring this back oh. to Doron. Mm -hmm. But no. But what was your what was your friend though saying about Fujimoto? Okay, no, so, he was saying how Fujimoto kind of operates in a way where it's like, um, I'm, I'm trying to find specifically what he freaking says, but it's like, damn, this guy's like, uh, social media pops off with it. He's just, every day, it's like, fuck. He's in the zeitgeist. He, I mean, it's lightning in a bottle. Oh, that's it. That's it. Okay, I've got exactly what it is. The difference between illustrators who make things extremely fucking pretty and like try to get everything down because that's what they're actually there for versus Fujimoto who is trying to like move the story along and like fit as much in because like he, he's he a writer first. Shit pretty tight in. He gets a lot of information there even in a chapter like the other week which I was like thinking about the other day. I initially thought I didn't get that much from this chapter but I learned a lot about Asa like how her mom died which we didn't actually see or anything. He actually does cram a lot of um getting a character again i think I, yeah fujimoto is definitely a writer first before he's yeah. an artist and I, I thought about this as well with um 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 it's in the way that he's actually trying to like meet deadlines and everything while uh, an illustrator for example will say possibly take a really long time because they are like so so just like into the details and everything that's what he was describing specifically yep and, and, and it's to bring it back to horikoshi horikoshi is definitely an illustrator Absolutely. I mean, look, at, look at all those freaking Shigaraki shots right now. Yeah, I, I think it's even better than stuff like... How like is Fujimoto. he doing that on time? He took a lot of breaks beforehand. I have to wonder if he's, like, ahead. Fujimoto, though, had a, has a really incredible eye for, I feel, scale, actually. Like, making the fights feel, like, really huge. Like, the Stars and Stripes fight felt scale. huge. Yeah, yeah, scale. Like, this massive, like, scale. You know, like the planes flying everywhere. It's like yep. she, her her stand basically is like the entire fucking sky. It's like huge, and it felt so impressive at the time. I love that. Yeah. So let's dial that right back to Doron Doron. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I said, really good arc to start. Again, that first chapter is hmm. strong. I can see why he made such a strong case for himself. Yeah, that's why I was surprised when you were giving it, it, it a lot of devolve. shit right off the it bat. Gets, it gets rougher as it goes. He kind of just kind of starts getting... It, it, it's, Doron, in a sense, it was always a jobber. It was a placeholder. It was a jobber. That's why everyone's like, how did this last so long? And it, it, it just effectively, like, nothing we saw here was exceptional. With Gollum Hearts, we saw an exceptional premise. We saw some exceptional characterization. And yeah, no, with, the, the main with Doron kid, Doron, amazing. we have a strong pilot. Like I said, I always go back to that save the cat joke in Doron Doron where he saves a pregnant cat. So that's how you demonstrate your character. He's a little extra because he didn't just save a cat. He saved a whole litter of cats in one foul swoop. It's a, it's a very mm -hmm. clever way of the save the cat trope. And so you like so you know that Gensei is a clever writer and you know he's got something going for him. And the little, the little sword buddy he's got, it's a very cute design. Like... He is competent, but he wasn't being exceptional. And if you want to survive in jump, man, you can get on. You could be a jobber on jump, but you won't stay a jobber on jump. And it's a fine balance. It's a fine balance of being exceptional and like killing yourself over it and surviving. Like it's a lot of it's a confluence of things. It's a very complicated issue. 
And with, with Gensei, I think he chose to jobber and survive. And he got 36 chapters. And it, and it sucks. I'm hoping he gets a third. I, I'm hoping that the next thing that Gensei gets, I hope it's the next big thing. I hope he's in, I hope this is another Horikoshi story. That's why we keep bringing up Horikoshi, because Horikoshi was in position two before My Hero Academia. He had two failed series. And a lot of people were writing on his fucking failure and saying, okay, this guy's washed up. They're not gonna give him a third chance. And then a couple years down the road, boom, this little thing called My Hero Academia just shows up and just fucking takes everything by storm. And I shouldn't say takes everything by storm. It was a forced phenomenon. It was like the corp the corpo saw it and went, we're gonna make this a thing. We're gonna invest so much into this. And that's what I'm hoping, that's what I'm hoping for Gensei is at the very least, the next thing he gets, I hope the corpo see it and go, we're gonna make that fucking work. Like we see something here and we're gonna at least force it. If not that, he becomes the next JJK or Demon Slayer where he doesn't even need the corpo backup, where it, he just strikes a chord with the audience and they lift him up. I'm wishing nothing but the best. I think he has it. I want to see him do something that isn't jobby. I want to see something wholly original. I want him to just blow our fucking minds. I feel like he's the capability is there. I don't know what he's going to do, but I feel the potential is there. And I'm praying for it, man. I'm praying for it. Because out of all these other guys who are sweeping into the magazine very quickly and coming in and out, I don't see anyone else who I would, I would happily see return from. Besides whoever wrote Hunter's Guild, which was... Uh, Yuki Kawaguchi. You really love um, Hunter's Guild. I really do. I Again, that was another one where I saw a lot of promise in. Um, I liked how meta he was until even his meta got fucking... The meta got meta. Like, it, it just... It got it went too far because he got rushed out the gate. Because he realized he was fucking failing and then he went out the door kicking and screaming. Which I can't... I, I'd be a hypocrite to say I haven't done that before either. Um, So I understand why he did it. He was getting canceled no matter what. So he's another one that, um, Kawaguchi's another one that I, I'm hoping. Kawaguchi and Gensei, I'm hoping for the best. I hope they get another shot. I hope they get a shot at Jump Plus. I think that's the future. I think, I think there's less pressure to be a jobber. There's less pressure to catch a wide net. Jump Plus is allowed to be very specific. I'm seeing some stuff on there that I would never read and I don't care to read. But I look through the comments and I look at through the discourse and people are very passionate about them. Jump Plus is allowed to be very specific. There's a lot of cult followings, you'd say that? Yes, cult fo followings that they perform at a way that is allowed to get further produced. I do find it crazy how much stuff is on Jump Plus that I'm simply not aware of. I, even I, like I said, I'm perusing and there's still stuff there that surprises me. There's still stuff I'm finding later, like one of them was Takapi's Original Sin. Mm. That came out a while ago oh, yeah, yeah, I came yeah. across it. And I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, we've had this discussion before. Jump Plus is the future. I, I think quality is going to win in the end. And, and and I think Chainsaw Man being a Jump Plus exclusive, um, releasing, having simultaneous international releases is the future. Again, Chainsaw Man is allowed that budget because it's Chainsaw Man. Um, Chainsaw Man's the only really true phenomenon on Jump Plus. And so... Chainsaw Man is both, could be, like, it's two ways you can go. Like, either that's a harbinger for a better future, or it could be a harbinger of darker things to come. Because now, Jump Plus is going to want Chainsaw Man numbers. They're, now, if nothing performs like Chainsaw Man, they're not going to produce it. That's what I'm afraid of. 
I hope they continue on the Takapi's original sin route where they're giving a bunch of unlikely stars a chance. And we're seeing, even though Chakapi, even though these are still very short stories, they're very fulfillingly told. Like they're not rushed out the gate. They, they're they're complete they're complete stories, and there's stuff that's going much longer than Takapi is right now that you would never have heard of, um that are very fun. And I'm I'm one I, I should say I'm wondering when one's gonna get an anime ad adaptation. There is Kaiju number eight. It's getting an anime. We knew this was inevitable. Um, Spy X Family. That was a Jump Plus exclusive as well. It's it's currently in the middle of a great anime. So like. We, 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 the success is not a question. It's what is Jump Plus going to define as success going forward? I would prefer it not use Chainsaw Man as, a, as, a, as an example. I want, like, what was this? Um, Candy Flurry? Um, there's a, there was a manga that failed on Jump Magazine and is now getting a second chance on Jump Plus. I want to see more second chances. I want Hunter's Guild back on there. Um, I mean, I don't want Gen to do Doron again, but if that's the only chance he has, then put Doron second chance on Jump Plus. Like, give him a chance to get some breathing room and, and improve upon it. Black Clover got that chance while still remaining on the magazine. Anything's possible, motherfucker. Anything is fucking possible if you give the fucker a chance to say, hey, fuck, fuck the Y net, fuck the widespread appeal make the best story even if you gotta get specific and that and that's what i'm hoping for and I, and i pray for that for anything that gets canceled on jump or any magazine i hope that's i hope jump plus can just be like a retribution for everyone if they're if if they don't have ideas for new series which clearly they do have ideas for new series i'm um, speaking of, of new series um i think that's one of the reasons why doron is going is um they've got two new series coming before the fall we said that we probably wouldn't see any new series until November. They got two new guys coming out in September. Um, well, one of them was a one-shot that came out. I, unfortunately, I don't have the information in front of me. Okay, fair so enough. So I'm, I'm just talking on my ass. But I know I know it was based off a of one-shot, and now it's being picked up to series. So that's usually a good sign. That's usually the normal um, turn of events is you make a one-shot. Oh, no, no, no. successful, and then it gets picked up on I jump. have read Baku Man. I know how. I know the slice. Right? <laughs> yeah. Did you read Baku Man? I did not. I am surprised you've never read Bakuman. Nope. In fact, I actually owned the entire collection of it. It was like the first manga that I got. It's good shit though. But um, yeah, no, I know that most come from that stuff. Um, do you want to talk about My Hero Academia, by the way? Because I've been waiting to talk about that this entire. Time. I know. I know everyone's. I know everyone's thinking about My Hero Academia, and yeah. that's fine. I just wanted a quick. I just wanted a quick obituary for Dororan, and because I, it's been our whipping boy. All right. Your I whipping a boy. I didn't. I didn't. I've been talking mad. If you're hanging out with me, Val, you're complicit. <laughs> I didn't. I tried to like defend it. I tried to give him some pre like preps, and you were just yeah. relentless. You did. You were. You were doing your best. I was being I was. very. I, mean, I wasn't really. I wasn't like regularly looking for it or yeah. anything. Hell, when you showed it me, I was like, "What am I actually looking at?" I'd forgot. I'd. I, I'd, I'd forgotten because I'm, I'm. I'm not reading all that much manga lately really except like well for me it's that triumvirate it's, it, it's my hero chainsaw man one piece yeah like, no precisely. I'm, I, I'm I have reading. no time I have no time to read anything else I was trying to sneak a few more chapters of Jujutsu Kaisen in and I just don't have the time I smashed out maybe six chapters of crows which I've been putting off for ages I really need to finish it 
It's delinquent. Oh, you know mango. what? I did sneak in. I did sneak in some Vinland Saga. Yeah. Oh man. What? New season. New seasons coming out. January. Yeah. 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 I. I, I remember. Very I, excited. I mentioned Marvel to you. Saga I was like. I remember being like, oh, the third dub of Zit Vinland Saga is coming out. Uh, anyway, the, the third dub. Yeah. Oh yeah, my precisely. god! I forgot about that. There's multiple dubs. Yeah. I was. I was talking to. Yeah. Including us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was alluding to. I was talking to. Uh, Find that on the Joyride channel. And. Um, yeah, no, I remember mentioning it to you because I was surprised. I was like, "Oh, it finally got dubbed." And you said, "No, I think I think you said even." You're pretty sure there was another double. Well, someone. Oh yeah, it was, no, it's been dubbed. It's been dubbed by multiple studios because that's how crazy the rights are. For um, I I, I don't understand. I, I mean, that's what happens when you're on Amazon. Because I'm pretty sure it started on Amazon, mm -hmm. and that's what happens when you start on Amazon. Yeah, you don't get dubbed. They don't for give some a damn. The, the the rights get so freaking weird. And to the point where even we we dubbed it just for fun and we never got any backlash for it. Like no one ever contacted me and said, "Hey, take that down." Uh, we just did it, and it was just like and, and, and it's like literally that's the you basically we're the YouTube dub for Vinland Saga. Absolutely fucked up. Absolutely fucked. We did that as an April Fool's joke, and it's officially the YouTube dub of Vinland Saga. <laughs> I'm so surprised that like Banana Fish hasn't got dubbed as far as I'm aware, because I really like that. Too too niche. Fish? Oh. I watched the pilot. I thought it was really good. I thought it was very good, and then I watched Great Pretender and went, okay, this one's more my style. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I never watched Great Pretender. You should watch Great Pretender. Hi, my high, One of my highest recommendations. Just a fun weekly watch, man. And they did. there's two seasons of it now, mm -hmm. and they're, they're incredible. Great Pretender reminds me. I mean, I know, I know it came out first, but I just think Super Spies when I see, like, the style of it. I know it's, like, quite different, but... Great Pretender's I, I don't Netflix, know. I'm not right? a, Yes, it's on Netflix. I'm not much of an art guy, like actual like art painting, you know, visual illustrative art guy. Mm -hmm. But the backgrounds in that series are like they, it reminds me of an artist. I can't think of their name. It just it's, it's just like, Great Pretender's like obviously the character modeling is very specific. It's a very specific director whose name's escaping me right now, and that's why I think you're finding is very samey. Mm -hmm. But the backgrounds really popping Great Pretender, where it's just like. It's definitely some fucking postmodern shit. Did you ever watch Super Crooks? I did not watch Super Crooks. Oh, okay. Jason Monoka's in it. Okay. In fact, quite a few people. Um, it was good though. It's actually an anime based on um, a Mark Miller comic. Well, then now you're gonna lose me if it's Mark Miller. I d I don't like um series that are adapted from independent comics. Yeah. Or not independent comics, but just just generally comics in general. Um, th th that depends though as to how faithful are they. Like the the less faithful they are. The better they are, uh, poor Hemplo, the boys. I like the boys, as you know. The boys is absolutely the comic or the series. I like the comic. I read the comic when I was younger. Ah, oh, comics garbage. I like the comic. Oh. Fuck you. Ew. <laughs> it's good. But we're not here. This is the manga, and I know it's Anne Moore, but Anne Moore always becomes our like least viewed fucking episode. It's so. the pulp, my friends. The pulp. But I think it's more toned down. It is absolutely more toned down. I think. Um, they changed a few things because I've never actually read Super Crooks. I just glanced over it one day when I saw it when it came out at like a comic book shop uh, last year. But no, it was it was actually good. Toned down a lot more. Uh, in fact, a lot of Mark Miller's stuff is getting like adapted. And but uh, it's Mark Miller specific. He's doing loads this of guy, stuff lately. I think he, he did bugs me. I think he did Castlevania maybe. Well, that might have been someone else. What wrote Castlevania the Netflix series? Yeah. No, that was not Mark Miller. It that was. was uh, it was a comic artist, Warren Ellis. Yeah, it was. It was, a, it was a comic writer, but it wasn't Mark Miller. Yeah, yeah, no, it was Warren Ellis. That's. It, it was. was. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Warren um, Ellis. I've just said it three times. 
Did you? Yes. I missed him. <laughs> My bad. I'm just ignoring you. No, okay. Castlevania, the TV series, that's fucking... I don't care what people say. That's anime, and that's fucking good. Uh, I feel like the fourth season's quite bad. I think it's a... I think it was a rushed... I think it was a I know. You probably like production. it, because it's fucking I love full it. of monologuing, but it's bad monologuing. I actually hate the monologuing in Castlevania season four. I know they already did it in one, two, and three, but they just... Went off. I, I I don't know. So I, I I'm not. A, I don't even like the video much. games. I don't. I know nothing about them. But that series is. I just fucking love. I uh, think it's fast. But but I do agree that four is the weakest season. But four also gives me one of the greatest fucking moments, where they fucking um. I think they resurrect Satan, and he's like, "I was born to feast on you, fuckers." I just <laughs> like that fucking dialogue. It's so stupid. It's funny. No, yeah, that feels right. It was either death or Satan. He's like, I was born to feast on you fuckers. <laughs> no, it was I was like, who I gets away with that shit? Death. Only Warren Ellis. Yeah, it was death. It was death. I, I'm uh, I'm not like the biggest Castlevania fan, but I played a few games. I beat the first game using uh, save scumming. I did like quick save, but on the I did it on the very final boss of Dracula at the very like start of the fight. I save scummed it. I had one HP and I had to do the entire fight like bit by bit going through and like guessing what you do next it was fucking intense but i do like castlevania that's the only one that i've beaten <laughs> i'm going to the wikipedia page of uh, of um castlevania production and i guess there's a lot of fucking sexual misconduct allegations against warren Ellis. oh so yeah recently I yes I, I retract my statements fuck this guy <laughs> no i mean it's still like good stuff if you like it you like it i i, th I think the show's entertaining yeah uh now how's it gonna be without him who the fuck knows right like kevin spacey's a piece of shit but he was good in fucking what was it I can't even fucking think of a Kevin Spacey movie right now. Ignore I mean, Adi me. Shankar's still working on it, so <laughs> that should be good. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about My Hero Academia, for the love of God? Yeah, we can. I don't, I just, I, I want to do something a little bit different. We, we, we've been doing our triumphant for so long, uh, I thought it was interesting to bring up a little bit of Netflix there. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, it's good. I mean, that, that's why we're here. Really, we're just to here to talk about that. that first half hour, but yeah, no... It's definitely it's definitely time to talk about my hair. Dude, there's a lot is. there's a lot to unpack about this chapter. Let's just fucking say it. Don't you dare be like spoilers that I know you don't even really care, but he's fucking back. We're back. A dinosaur. Is that a dinosaur story or something like that? We're back a dinosaur hell it is. Yeah. <laughs> With what is it? Um Rollback Clock yeah. time and sing this song with me. <laughs> But he's fucking back in a way that I never fucking expected. I couldn't have even guessed this shit. We got pretty close, but speaking of turning back the clock, let's start, because that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. Let's go turn back the clock with All For One Prime, who, now this is an interesting little twist. I like this part. I think this is stupid. I'll get to the stupid part, go but the part that I thought was pretty interesting, where he's like, I'm literally going to disappear into nothing. So they they so they explain they they, they they took the cork erasing bullet, and they reworked it so that it focused more on Aries original um cork in that it doesn't remove it doesn't remove the cork, it reverts the person. So all for one is going back to his prime. However, after a amount of time, he's going to continue to revert until he is nothing. I'm actually really looking forward to that. He's getting rewound. He's on a timer now, and I got to admire the conviction. You've got to admire that I was almost there and said that he's that's. I said Shigaraki. I didn't think it was gonna be 
all for one. So they're revertible. But Aerie can still do that to Shigaraki. Remember that. True. Aerie can do that. Yeah. We're just talking about the bullet right Which now. I'm surprised he hasn't quirk. mentioned. This is... This, yeah, so this is Aerie's uncontrolled quirk. They mentioned this. Overhaul mentioned this. Where he says that she wound her parents to dust. And so this is what's going to happen to all for one. Mm. Where he's going to... Maybe he'll become a baby and that'll be fucking hilarious. That, that's exactly what it, Dude, he's going to turn into a fucking, like, full metal alchemist fetus. Like, and Midori, baby? And, Mor and Midori is going to find Shigaraki and put him in his hood. I'm his mother now, All Might. I won't let you kill him. A kid fight? <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get young for one versus Midoriya. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, but no, um, oh, I, no. Like the, I like the time. I like the conviction. I like the timer. I like the fact that he confirmed he has a small dick. <laughs> dude, what if he... What if he saves all for one and all for one's like, kill Shigaraki. Do it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but what I don't like, again, like, these villains, especially all for one, they get it right on, like, the edge of a really good idea, where he talks about what defines a villain in society. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, I just want to be a dick. I'm uh, like, I, fuck I was about, you! I know. You're so close! It, it fucking kind of pissed me off. I was just like, wait, he just said nothing there. <laughs> what the fuck? He literally said nothing. He literally had this monologue just to make a moot point. Mm -hmm. We know you're a stupid piece of shit. We know you're influenced by comics, but you're like, in a world full of countless cultures and values. Isn't it interesting that we all universally frown upon villains? And it's like, what are you going to say about that all for one? And he goes... I just want to stop progress. What the fuck are you talking about? Why bring up the rest? You were on the cusp of being interesting, and then you're like, like here's how, here's how I would rewrite that. I would okay. if I, I this isn't my Hero Academia bridge. This is me taking the pencil away from Horikoshi for just a brief page. All for one is such a narcissistic piece of shit because it's clearly what he is at this point. So if we're gonna stay true to this characterization now, mm. this post Kamino accident, um. All for one. He's so narcissistic that all for one aspires to be the universally cultural ideal of villainy. He wants to be the most culturally recognizable thing. The fact that in a world full of countless cultures and values, everyone understands who I am. That's what this should be about. Midoriya, I'm going to steal the moon. He's fucking yeah, rude, and he, and he gets true. so close. To, he's definitely, to that point, he's very close. And so, and again, we're looking at scans. So maybe the official translation will be better. Oh, very good call, actually. Yeah, good point. Very good point. Yes, maybe. We, we have had maybe, other maybe, the, maybe how I just, maybe the way that I just worded it, maybe that's what the fucking official English translation will be. I know how passionate you are. I know it was hard for you to pull back and say, wait, this might all be bullshit. Yeah, I caught, I caught myself too. <laughs> I, as, I, basically, as I said, I went, you know what? They, this ain't official yet. But I, and maybe that's maybe we're just waiting for the official translation to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, hopefully at bare minimum, that's still kind of a uh, point. But it's better than what we're getting right now. Where no, absolutely. Just like, he did like a backflip for no reason. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. He actually. did a backflip and said, how'd you like my somersault? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> How, okay. I, I, I want to know what is the stupid bit. Um. Well, that was the first. Uh, that was the first really stupid thing. No, that in was fact, the first. Oh, by the way, actually, one detail I love. I love the fact that he's like, 
used his immense power to rip everyone's fucking clothes or capes off and drape them over his naked body. Yes, I, I thought that was I said small cock confirmed, where he just rushes through people. <laughs> oh, super speed. One. Took people's capes. Fuck, I didn't fucking catch And he that. just took someone's cork too, it seems. He looks like Fire Punch as well. He literally looks like Fire Punch. He kinda does. Absolutely, no, 100%. He's even got, like, the one side. If Fire Punch was actually fucking capable of happiness when he's on fire. Right. Um, <laughs> otherwise, another interesting thing, um, this very accurate panel of what the United States looks like right now. Oh, what? The, the, the very first, the, the panel says, the United States of America, Washington, D.C. This is, this is literally what America looks like right now, even with a sign that says, we love all for one. Oh, God. Um, just looks like a fucking wasteland. There's a fucking... There's a hobo wall. I think there's a guy laying on the ground. There's some trash. There's a taxi that's just been imploded. Okay, it might be me. It looks more like some guys like pointing a gun down at him, actually. But it's yeah, like so you know what? Fucking Polly. Probably some hero with a gun. Um, and uh, but 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 actually very accurate. The fact that the United States president's like, we don't see a feasible way to beat this guy, so we're in a race now with the rest of the world to curry favor with Shigaraki. Which I'm like. How do people still take Shigaraki seriously, besides the fact that he's strong? How do you feel about the president being, like, dark, like, you know, shadowy figure? Because they're not going to show his face. This isn't Death Note, where they're just going to show Trump. They're yeah. not going to do it. They've always they've always been very shadowy with the president. This isn't the first time we've seen the president. Yeah, it's probably Horikoshi. Yeah, I'm getting that right. Horikoshi just not want to do it. Doesn't want, just doesn't want to fucking timestamp himself, is what he doesn't mm. want. Y you know what? That's a good point. It is like general U.S. president. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking uh, matter. This is a Japanese story. It's, it's a Might, U.S. president. All Might holds up all the American values. Nah, he's he's Japanese, born and raised. But he just loves America, like Horikoshi does. I very much like the bit with the uh, chain of generations. Yes, I like that. I because he's explaining his themes right now. He's explaining why the fuck that's about to happen. What we're about to discuss why that would happen because the villain because the villain the villains mock the heroes and say why are you putting kids through all this shit which the heroes are now going fuck you're right we got to make the sacrifices and and that explains the whole bit with bakugo i like akbar or, or, or what's his name akbar akbar yeah. they keep changing his name because no i, I Star think, Wars I think I, uh, <laughs> maybe uh, i i i think it was always akbar i believe i thought it was akbar for some reason but akbar yeah. I think makes more sense. He absolutely sticks out, though, as being just overtly a Star Wars character. A lot of them do. A lot mm -hmm. of them do, actually, Val. If you really look back on this series. I love the sweet little way that uh, Stars and Stripes holds out her hand like a real lady to, like, take All Mites or something in, like, the imagery and everything. And it kind of, like, I think denotes, even though it's not a real... It's a metaphor, obviously. It's not real, but it's, like, telling of, like, the character and her feelings of All Might. I think that's a nice touch. Yeah, it's like I said, this little relay. But now, who is she reaching out to? And I feel like, and they show Ed shot next. Yes, yeah. Which is like, who's next to take the sacrifice? Is Ed shot? And here's the thing about Ed shot. Um, this is the thing that's really causing like absolute mayhem in the discourse right now. Why is it Ed shot, right? Why is it Ed shot? Besides the fact that he has the power set to do it. Um, so here's why it has to be Ed shot. Narratively, it does not make sense. But why? Must someone sacrifice themselves? Because if Bakugo's not gonna die, but you present a death, you've gotta trade a death for a death. That has to happen, and so I respect this. My theory was that Genus was just gonna stitch his heart back together, and then the nitrogen was gonna take hold, and I feel like the nitrogen 
is still going to happen. I think the audience, the readers really got a nice catch on that. As stupid as that initial theory was, now with all these other um, factors in play, now it makes more sense and I would like to see it happen. Um, but this extra step with that shot, it's very extra. Um, the fact that he's going to form the heart using the threat from Genus because someone does have to sacrifice himself or Baco's not going to die. Makes perfect sense. It has to happen. I still think that's ballsy. It's not as ballsy as killing Bakugo, but there's still some balls in play. But the fact that it's Ed shot, at, when do we see Ed shot? The Kamino accident? I believe we uh, see him at the very beginning, actually. Um, no, we do not. That's no, Kam no, no. That's Kamui Kamui Woods. Wood, yeah. That's Kamui Woods. Kamui um, we see him prominently in the um, Kamino accident. I think he does some shit in the, war, the first war, but not much. We don't really have an emotional attachment to Ed Shot. I'm sorry. Um, he gets some appearances in Vigilantes, but yeah. never more so than anyone else. I didn't know what his face looked like till now. No, because sure he's been shown in like a. He's, he's, he's been he's had, he's been masked this entire time. This is the first time we're seeing his face. I was about to call him SBS for something, but I'm sure that's somewhere in like I don't know the character pages where they show people in their casual clothes. Maybe they'd have, but uh, we get one brief. We get one brief panel of Genus and um, Edshot in UA as students. And then that's it. And it's like, this that's the true problem is the fact, I like his speech, but it's just the fact that like narratively, he was not prominent enough. This is again, this is this is the price that Horikoshi pays for rushing. But it's also We could have had more build up. We, we could have used this arc to get more attached to Edshot. There I was room for funny. him. That I've made two... Well, I'm about to make another comparison, sorry, to Fujimoto's work. Where it's, like, obviously someone becoming someone's heart to let them carry on living. Oh, like Pochita, you're right. I'm not saying anything about that, just, like, an observation. Oh, okay, all just a looks, remark. All for one absolutely looks like uh, Fire, Fire Punch, and uh, this is very Pochita to Denji. Man, fucking, these, this every two-week break for, uh... Chainsaw Man's really getting you hard, huh, Val? You just gotta <laughs> fucking make everything related to Chainsaw Man. No. You're toxic. Yeah, yeah. You're asking where Denji is in this chapter. <laughs> He's not in here, Val. Relax. I was, the game I was gets quite here. sad. I assume like this. It's like, Edshot's right. turn for attention. But he's got a cool speech. I think I, 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 he's definitely spinning in the face of the villains of the fact that why aren't the adults making the sacrifices? And Edshot's making that sacrifice. That's baller. It's just narratively, we're not that attached to Edshot. I'm sure Edshot is someone's favorite character, but from a general perspective, we're not attached to Edshot. And so this doesn't feel, this doesn't have the weight that it should have. Like, imagine if, if let's let's rewrite My Hero Academia from the beginning, and let's combine Best Genus with Edshot. What if Genus made the sacrifice? Wouldn't that hurt more? It would hurt more only because I like Genus and he's, well, what's on his belt? He's BJ, more, he's, BJ, his BJ yeah, belt, Genus' BJ belt. But, but he's had more time for development. He has more relationship with Bakugo. Absolutely. Like, yeah, that's what, that's. He taught Bakugo, they work together uh, a lot off screen, but they've had moments on screen together, more so than mm -hmm. him and Edshot have. Whereas Absolutely. here, they make one panel to make a very like facsimile of a relationship with with genus they're dead they definitely show up together a lot in vigilantes they, they definitely uh, collaborate a lot but we never see them really interact like have a have a friendship so there's there's not as much weight as there should be here maybe i i don't feel like but 
I know he was helpful. Like, I'm not, like, taking away his contribution to the attack. No, it's a, no, it's a sacrifice. No, I, that's the thing. That sacrifice is important. He's spitting in the face of the villains and going, I will make that sacrifice. And so what I think he's doing here, so I'm looking at this page, the very last, I'll become his heart. Because a lot of people are like, well, how the fuck does he make his heart? He's just shaping himself in the heart. No, he's literally turning himself into muscle fiber. That's what he's doing. He's turning himself into fiber, and now and Genist is going to thread that fiber. Oh, it's okay. a collaboration here. It's pretty fucking insane. Mm -hmm. No, that's what I mean. It's insane, and I never expected it. So it almost makes me happy, but I'm simply kind of like... Dumb Horikoshi Logic 2, which I... I love. don't understand the tactical advantage that this will bring them. Does Edshot no longer feel as though he can contribute to this mission? Right? Again, here's how I would fix... Here's how I would fix this scene. Here's how I would fix this scene, Val. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, go, on, go, on, go, on. go back to the war, the first war, ah. when all the heroes are quitting... Imagine if Edshot, that's it, one thing. What if Edshot had quit initially? What if he had quit? And then for this final war act, he came back. And this is what he does. The fact that he no longer feels, the fact that he felt like it was hopeless, that there was nothing else he could do. And in this moment he goes, there is something I can do. Suddenly Edshot, that moment has more weight suddenly it, it, it's an even grander sacrifice the fact if you just give a character just a little bit more just a little bit more it can make a big impact later and here which is ed shot's just always been kind of like he's just been there he he doesn't have much of a personality he just needed something to deliberate this is supposed to be a deliberation point but there was no setup to deliberate upon and that's the problem that's the problem here. When you make these sacrifices, mm -hmm. we feel the impact of Bakugo's death there because he's been on screen forever. We've gotten to know him. You gotta, Ed Shot, it's just that we just don't, we barely know him at all. He doesn't, we just needed just a little bit more. We we needed to do something with him before this point to, to, to get to get that relationship. So even if he doesn't truly have a relationship with Bakugo or Genist, if that's complete bullshit, at least he could have had a relationship with Hero Society. With the audience, if he, at that moment where Ochako saw that one hero say, "I think I'm gonna think, I think I'm gonna get, consider a new job," even if Edshot hadn't quit, but it just said that line, "I think I should try to get a new job." The fact that he would have a doubt in his heart, and here we see him take a stand after um, a temptation, it would have mad that that would have given this so much weight for a character that's barely been around. Mm. It would have worked. It would have worked like that. I agree it would have given him more weight, but that's what I mean. It would. It needs that weight to like make sense that he would do this because yeah. everyone is in such a dire situation and clearly has a place yeah. on the team. But no, but I, but I get like because you're asking the point. I get that. I've said that before. The point is the villains say you're making kids making sacrifices, and he's saying mm. yeah, this kid can't die. One of us has to go, and that shot is making a very quick witted. Going, okay, it's me. I'm going. Adios. I, I I'm all but I'm battered. I'm bloody. There's nothing less else I can contribute to this fight. I'm going. Yeah, maybe that would like. That's that, the that, point. That's that is the point. That. that is the point. But there's no weight. There's no emotional weight to yeah. that point. What is the emotional weight? That's the solution I offer. Is the fact that what if we saw doubts in his heart, even when he did have something to contribute, when he was still fresh off that war fight, when he's like, oh man, I. Uh, I, I'm so I'm so upset that we lost. I'm gonna quit. Where it's like, no, motherfucker, you got something else you can do. 
that's that's the kind of weight we needed from Ed. That's the kind of story. That, that's the kind of arc that Edshot needed and just did not get. Anyone could have done Edshot's job. It was the fact that he had the very specific power set at that moment. Mm. Which I look. That's why I mentioned Genus. I'm like, what if Genus' power and Edge was combined? What if what if Genus was Edshot and he was the one making the sacrifice? It would matter more because Genus has put so much of his teachings into Bakugo that emotionally wouldn't make sense. That would have a feel because it's like, here's the last thing I can. I've given you so much. Here's one more thing I can give you, because he's he's Bakugo's All Might. Even though Bakugo is more of an All Might fan, because mm. Bakugo kind of just fell into Genus's camp. Because he was such an asshole during the sports festival arc. And Genus was the only one who was willing to give him a shot. And so imagine in that moment where Bakugo was dead. And the villains are talking about, oh, wow, you made a kid make a sacrifice. And the adults are like, we're very upset, but yeah, I mean, we're going to do it. What if Genus was the guy to say, I would give this kid another chance. I thought you were about to slip into a French accent for some reason. Who knows? I'm always on the cusp. I would of it. give this kid a chance. I would give this kid a chance. Genus is uh, <laughs> Cajun now, um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, what else is there to say about this chapter? A lot happened. We knew this was coming. I am good with the technicality of how this is going on. I get that. Sacrifice first sacrifice. The power set. This makes sense. It's just emotionally, I feel nothing for the sacrifice. I, I'm good with all for one personally, and like his whole him, oh, situation I'm good with him. here. I'm good with him. I'm good with him. Yeah, but like they, that, that's like the most interesting thing that happened to me. I still think like it's surprising the way that Edshot is like swooped in to save Baku, and that's why I'm not necessarily angry. I'm annoyed Baku goes coming back, but I'm still like, wow, he did this in a way that I couldn't have possibly predicted. I we got close because we because we because it was so extra. I mean, I've literally I don't even think I've ever really understood Edshot's power. Yeah, that's what I mean. You said he gets flat as paper, so when this And he shrinks basically he gets around. flat, he shrinks, he can like twist himself into thread. And so here he's like, I'm literally gonna turn myself into thread. I'm literally gonna tear my body apart into thread. Mm, yeah, and that's why I'm like <laughs> kinda confused and like obviously what the fuck? I did not see this coming, like in any way. Yeah, it's 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 insanity. Yeah, I, it's it's that it's that stupid Horikoshi logic that I love. I just wish it emotionally. I just wish it had some emotional resonance. Maybe Midoriya could have came back. I don't know. I'd have more emotional resonance, maybe. Oh, it's just get the fake out of Midoriya reacting to Bakugo's death. I know you wouldn't care about that. I, we've done it before. We or again that would have just been a repeat. Remember the first. Oh yeah, that's war? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, we had that he... before. Yeah, so fuck that. I prefer, Monoma, right. I prefer Monoma and Aizawa's reaction. Yeah. I think that's. I think Monoma, because remember, Monoma has a little bit of a beef with Bakugo since the sports festival. And there, Monoma's mm. like, you son of a bitch. You said you would do a perfect victory. This does not look perfect at all. Fuck you. Get the fuck up. It's always good to watch a hater turn around. Okay? Yeah. I, I think that's way better than Midoriya's. Midoriya's just like, yo, you just fucking killed my boyfriend. I'm going to fucking sicko mode. <laughs> We've seen this before. It's Super Saiyan. Shout out to Tony Lark Mark. He just currently did a review of the Wano arc. He did a, um, the completion where he had the same feelings I did about Luffy's transformation into fifth gear. How unlike any transformation, it sparked where every adaptive transformation since Super Saiyan and other series, it's always a breaking point. It's always sparked by anger and desperation where Luffy's transformation is sparked by joy and the thrill of battle. That's so mm. much better. And here it we see cool it. And here fuck. we see in My Hero Academia, where Midori's is triggered by desperation and anger. It's just like more of the same, not as interesting. 
Whereas fifth gear in my in in One Piece is fucking awesome because it's sparked by joy, and I love that. Where it's like Absolutely. I get stronger because I love what I do. Like that's so fucking cool. And I think is that the proper segue to One Piece? I would say so. I just want to say that I've always loved the fact that the gears actually serve different purposes. I, I have my I, I, as I I've done rewatches. I have softened my stance on the. I had talked to previously on this podcast that I wasn't a big fan of uh, Gear Four. Of the other ones, yeah. Specifically Gear Four. I like Gear. You, you, oh no, no. You, you spe specifically you said that you weren't a fan of a lot of Luffy's transformations. It's Not gear, that you hated it's them gear, it's because gear they four didn't until suit five. him. Yeah, cause, because because narratively it didn't suit him, and Gear Five is the first one that really narratively suits him. Though Absolutely. Gear Gear Two or Three, whichever the one we start smoking, and he uses his rubber to pump his heart, that's my mm. favorite, because that's Luffy being clever. Um, and I don't think it's actually a transformation. I don't consider that a transformation. I consider Gear Four, um, Kong and Snake Man, those mm -hmm. are the ones that I don't like. Because just from a design standpoint, because they feel like it's it's Oda chasing Super Saiyan three at the time, and we've we've had this discussion before. Go back a couple episodes. Yeah, we've talked about. This I before. I don't I don't feel that way because I don't know. They at least but my stance has softened. Luffy's my design. stance has softened on it, especially on Kong, the big round one. My stance mm -hmm. has changed because especially in in the animation, it's very goofy. It's like a bouncy ball, and there I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. I can stand for that one, but I don't like Snake Man. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, just okay, Super he, Saiyan 3. Okay, here's why I like Gear 4. I like it because Luffy is like, when he got it, finally kind of matching up to how tall people are. And it's always cool seeing Luffy, like, you know, the little guy take out these, like, huge guys who just seem to get huger and huger. I enjoyed the change in, like, the radical change in shape, whereas Super Saiyan, obviously, different colors. I like seeing Luffy's, like, evolution and being like, this power is specifically for this thing, which is why he changes it up. He's not always, like... It's not like Dragon Ball Z where Goku will go like to Super Saiyan 3 because that's what he's got to do and you just wonder why isn't he going to Super Saiyan 3? Well, in One Piece, I think Oda's always been good with fights and like making it They feel uh, That's another sense. great thing about his transformations. They do feel like natural evolutions. Yeah, and it's like, no. It's, it's... Every, every transformation is a remix on something he's built before. So again, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I, I said, even though I, I told you that I'm not a fan, but whenever I say I don't like something in One Piece, I'm being, in re I'm being relative to One Piece. I'm not I'm not saying I don't like Luffy's transformation in comparison to something else. I'm just saying One Piece can always do so much better within itself. No, absolutely. And that's why I, I just think Five is so great. I think it's cool because like it, it, it's literally in the name where it's like you know you switch to different gears when you're driving because yeah. you've got a different kind of road. Oh yeah, situation I like those names too. Yeah, it's not the semantics I have an issue with. It's just the design. It's all I'm talking about. It's just the design. But I've softened my stance on them though. Oh no, I, I know you did, I know you. I just like it because no one gear is like immediately like a power up for Luffy. It's always been like, well this is now better when I'm in this sort of situation. Yeah, very situational. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's actually well, situational. I'd say, well, well, I mean, I'd say, well, I mean, within the gears, I'd say. Because if, if you go from two to three to four to five, there's definitely a power scaling to it. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, a power five group. is... But within them, like, that, that, like, that's what you like about Gear 4, and I also agree. I like the adapt adaptivity of Gear 4, the fact that he has modes. Yes, mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, it's like when he whipped out Tank Man, which that's, he's so only done once, part. but Tank Man was fucking funny. That's the best part about that transformation. But yeah, let's, let's get current right now with One Piece. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. Chapter 1058 where we get the bounties. Oh my gosh, the discourse on... This This was when the, the I leaks I knew were there out. would be. 
I absolutely knew there would be the what? fact that there so wasn't here's like my, I don't, big pages. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Val. I don't want to talk about bounties because they're no, just I power agree. levels. It's so fucking boring. This I know, is, and I'm the, glad. This is the one thing I want. This is my one stance. The one thing I want to discuss about the discourse on bounties. Yeah, I, 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 I literally talked about this ages kid, ago. Kid, Remember no, when no, we were kid, about yeah, kids on kids on Twitter. You know those bounties are dispersed by the government, right? You know the government decides the bounties. Since when in One Piece are we supposed to be trusting the government? I just, I just, I just, I just blew a bunch of Sanji fans' minds. Like a, Wait, a bunch of Sanji fans just ran to Twitter immediately after hearing that. Don't trust the world government. Why the fuck does it matter whose bounty is what size? It's it's just it's decided by the world government, who through this entire story is not to be fucking trusted. So why are we arguing on Twitter about whose bounty? Because we treat them like power levels. Even when we again, I've I've discussed this on the podcast. The fact that. Anytime that bounties are discussed amongst the Straw Hats, it's always as a joke. It's always a joke. Yeah. It's always a fucking joke. It's not meant to be taken seriously. It's a fun marker of progress. It, it, to see it grow is important, but the specific numbers, to compare them among people, it's clearly not to be trusted. And especially when we get to the Cross Guild. Where not only do they get the bounties wrong, but they get who's in charge wrong with Buggy when it's actually Croc who's in charge. It's revealed in this chapter that Croc's in charge, but the marketing made the world government believe it was Buggy. And now Buggy's fucking crying. And he's like, ah, I'll fucking suck your dick, man. Don't fucking kill me. <laughs> Just be like, let me suck your toes. I will fucking suck your dick, your toes, your ears, anything, man. And he cries like, ew, dude, do not make me wet. That, that affects my power set. <laughs> Where's Hawks like? Sorry. That's a lot of talking, not enough sucking. <laughs> By the way, uh, Buggy, Marine Hunter was at, Marine Buggy Hunter was legitimately Mihawk. at his most pathetic in this. Ever. Okay, so this you know you you know the details of One Piece better than me. Is this the yes. first time we've heard the term Marine Hunter Mihawk? I think so. Hilarious. We have Pirate Hunter Zoro and Mihawk's just up to They made Mihawk a warlord because they got tired of him killing their own guys. Right. That's fucking hilarious. And they decided, okay, let's make him an enemy again? What the fuck? How do you feel about the return of the Revolutionary Army? When did they ever arrive, Val? <laughs> when did they? When have they ever been a point of this story? Uh, fucking Reverie. The setup to this. <laughs> the setup yeah, to this. Reverie. I know, but there was still a lot. We like met loads of people. And I wrote like, a One Piece review like... that's probably never coming out, but at the time it was when I had read <laughs> Reverie, and I'm like, what the fuck is the point of Reverie? Reverie's all payoff with sorry, not payoff. It's all setup, and I don't know where the payoff is. And now we're just start basically right now we're just starting to see things pay off from Reverie. I found the payoff for Reverie was in like seeing the people that Luffy has met along the way. Like some of like the key things. Uh, that, yeah, that that, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, like, it's a it's a Christmas and special. Suck his fucking dick. They're like, ah, oh, Luffy's so fucking sick. Yeah, it's a, it's a Christmas special. This fucking big. But all I see, all I see from Reverie is is the fucking uh, the giant frozen straw hat, the throne of throne, the throne with the swords throne, and fucking Sabo's cool. brother sitting on the throne like a dipshit. 
and all Steli, you motherfucker. And people discussing disbanding the warlords, all set up. That's now we're now seeing what happens when the warlords um, get disbanded. What do they do? They form their own fucking cross guild. Except for, mm -hmm. is Gecko dead? What happened to Gecko? Gecko is dead. Yes, Blackbeard killed him and Absalom. Who some people would argue now is he really dead? Is he suit. dead in the One Piece sense, or is he like? Do, do we have a tombstone? It cut away. He's dead in the One like, Piece. I, I believe. I is believe, he not dead? Motherfucker's not dead. They wanted his devil fruit, so I think he's dead. Okay, Absalom okay. So if we, screen. so if we see his devil fruit in action, then he'll be confirmed dead. Yeah, okay. unless they found Makes a sense. new way to fucking keep people alive, because Absalom is pretty much confirmed dead, because the um, the former impel down guard captain. On Blackbeard's crew has his devil fruit. Okay. Yeah, that's Makes what sense. that's what happened last time. Makes sense. Okay. So Absalom was the invisibility guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, the yeah, piece of invisibility guy that like strip tried to our word an army. Exactly. That's why I said fuck him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Uh. But yeah, the the revolutionary uh, army is finally relevant now. Monkey D Dragon. As you know, I've been super monkey, excited for this. Monkey D Dragon is finally relevant. This this is the most Monkey D Dragon has talked since like Monkey D Dragon the is fucking saga. pissed. Yeah, oh yeah, he's mad at Sabo for killing Cobra. I bet Cobra's like some kind of fuck. He's a rat. He's a fucking informant for well, I will learn. Double agent. We'll learn. I don't think Cobra's actually dead, but we'll see. I want I. I know I'm asking for a lot. I want him to be dead. I want the conflict of Luffy being pissed off at Sabo and Sabo no longer having these allies is like more interesting. I to agree. Me. I, I I I want what you want, Val. I want conflict with the Revolutionary Army. I want conflict with Sabo. I want Sabo to like be fucking. I want I like... want I want there to be three. I want there to be pirates, the army, and the government. I want I want the most complex, fucking stakes at the end here. And, and Oda's capable of it. How do you okay? So it's like how do you feel if Sabo is the terrorist like he's the one that's gone too far that's and like now no one fucking wants anything to do with it again i have no emotional attachment to sabo uh i that's still fair, but I, it, it's I still because... i still feel like the 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 straw hats are the terrorists but if, uh, we're, no, but if, wait, wait, if, if we need a bad guy life. terrorist and it's sabo i mean go for it i mean it's definitely hard it's heartbreaking see... for luffy my attachment to sabo is however luffy reacts to sabo well, you see, Sabo's always been, like, the most into this, it seems. I know he's always, like, quite, like, I don't know, cool. I feel like he's it. a retcon for Ace. I feel like, I feel like, um, if we're getting the conflict that we want, you and I want, I feel like this is what Oda wanted for Ace, but he couldn't do it. He's like, no, I, I feel, I can't do this for Ace. Ace is too cool to be in conflict with Luffy. So no, we're gonna I make another, like we're gonna make another Sabo. brother for Luffy to get in a fight with. Sabo is gonna be like, in my opinion, the opposite Doflamingo, where he just wants to absolutely like burn down everything with the nobles. Because Sabo is related to like really lower level the nobles. nobles. He absolutely loathes nobles. Like he hated his mom and dad. He hates Steli. Yeah. And like, and and he wants to watch that shit burn. The, but it's yeah, like, my he, only he's issue be the is guy that, that I've takes never it too far and I've never sensed that, that intensity out of him yet. So are we getting that now? Seems kind of late, considering... We, we could. That's what I'd like. I don't want Cobra to be alive. I want Vivi to fucking curse Sabo's name. Yes, I like, agree. I want Vivi. I want Vivi Kill back. him, we Luffy. We discussed this before. I want Vivi back on the street. She's MIA right now. 
She's on the run. I hope they pick her ass up and she's on the Straw Hat crew. She it, deserves it. It would feel. I it, might it would heart honestly would feel repetitive. Flutter. It would feel so repetitive. I know, but I wouldn't mind if Vivi did come back in some like way. I fucking love Vivi. Alabasta too. What if they Alabasta. just went back? What if they just did the Alabasta arc again? Like like word for word, they just picked up Vivi and they just did it again, and we just like we just went with it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We, dude, we know how fucking, like, Vivi is super nice and kind and everything, but she goes on fucking vendetta when she wants you dead. Yeah, that's why she's cool. That's why she's fucking cool. She's got a switch. Yeah, she really does. Like, when that fuck, the guy with the hair, I can't remember And his not name just right when she now. wants and, you dead. I Robin mean, like, her, her? her conviction and determination as well. Like, when Vivi wants to turn on the Jets, she turns on the fucking Jets. And that's what I Absolutely. like about her. That's why she, she, that's she, why she abuses to, Luffy in the desert. That's why she Luffy deserves to be back. on the Straw Hats. Because she that she fits that so well. Yeah, plus Vivi's She can be the new like monster the trio. Fuck Jinbei. Jinbei this week said trio's full. The, the, the ship's full and the trio's full. <laughs> I love Jinbei just being a gatekeeper to everything. It's my favorite meme. Bringing it back to Yamato, though. Me and my friend were actually talking about this the other day, and we had an interesting conversation where it's not only that Yamato... We, we, we've talked about the fact that Yamato wouldn't actually serve a purpose on the ship. Because, like, there's not really a point in her being... What, we, I mean, you and I have discussed like this. We don't, know what do she, we don't know what purpose she would serve on the ship. Whereas Vivi, I've discussed, would be the diplomat. Mm -hmm. Oh no! I, yes, She's got the pass. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But even but then with Yamato again, it's also like it's not that Yamato is a bad character. But as you as you and I have talked about this, I feel like that anime did a lot of the heavy lifting for Yamato. I agree. In making them a, a lot more likable, to be honest. And other than Yamato's, like you know, hey, yeah, well, I'm he's Odin. very one track mind. I want to be oh, like Odin. Another of my favorite memes where someone's like Yamato after two days. Fuck. Yeah. After after exploring all of Wano, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but again, my point still stands. Someone has to pilot Pluton, and that's who it's gonna be. Maybe, but it's also like my friend. My friend said specifically like it would be. Oh, I no 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 not my friend. I read this somewhere. I read this somewhere. It would be better for Yamato as a character if Luffy was like, oh, I don't want Odin on my crew. I want Yamato. Odin's already had his adventure. You need to start having Yamato's adventure or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I like that just, too. Like, cut out the Odin part of it when they leave Wano. Because yeah. like, oh, Yamato, you're going to see so much fucking more. And it's like, the Odin story is fucking amazing, but you got to start making your own. You, do, you only had that and you only wanted that because the only thing you had as a point of reference. And maybe that's what happened. And maybe like after we see them again, maybe Yamato comes to that distinction, that conclusion. After exploring one ago, okay, yeah, you know what? Odin has adventure. It's time for Yamato's adventure. But yeah, I I do agree. That's what Luffy should have done. Yeah, that that would be cool because otherwise Yamato literally would have nothing going on on the ship. To be honest, I they agree. Have, I don't like, think I don't think he use. has a fucking skill set that's unique. And yeah, no, exactly. And all they would serve is that they have baths with the guys and and Sanji gets nosebleeds. That that's all it would be. I guarantee. I mean, it'd be another one. So I'm actually glad. That I'm I'm more glad. I'm more glad now, because I knew it wasn't gonna yeah. happen. You know, it would just cause more that. discourse for more <laughs> discourse that no one wants to fucking have anymore. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> whatever. But um, I really want Cobra to be fucking dead. I'm excited, dude. Though. I that, am. That so, is the biggest thing in this. I, the, the reason why I'm most excited for this arc, Val, is that this is the first time I am starting an arc 
week to week to week. Or every two oh weeks because we're on break. Rick, fuck. That's fucking crazy. I started One Piece while they were just ago. starting Wano. Damn, that, that's we're in the middle. They were in the middle of Wano when I started. I could have swore you started like last year. I started three years ago. I did the opening. I did the the, the, the I did the blue saga, the the East Blue saga. East Blue, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I dropped it because that's so slow. Because it is, it's slow. Mhm. Mm it's got some classic moments. You go, and yeah, then this I introduced is great. You to one pace. But then you gave me one pace a couple of years later, and then I went through that, and then I then and then about a year ago I did one pace, and that's how I got caught up. Yeah, that's it. That's how that that's how that journey went. But this is the first one time where really I am up to date weekly with the with the with the manga going into a new arc this is so exciting i can't wait i'm glad man i'm really glad uh also kuma's back which i'm actually really happy for is him. he really like, thank back fuck. no i'm pretty sure he is like forever going to be like a machine and that's probably another thing that's gotten on dragon's fat tits he's just fucking like this is actually an awful fucking day one of my best friends is a fucking machine <laughs> But yeah, it is, it, it, it is interesting that we do have Akuma that does respond to the good guys. Because I feel mm -hmm. like we still got some mysteries um, about like why he let the Straw Hats live in Sabaudi. Absolutely. But we... he's, got, he's got some explaining to do still. I, I kind of don't want to know that, though. I don't think we need to know. No. I, 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 it's I really more than enough that so. he believed in them and said, you know what? These guys can make a difference, but they got to get mm -hmm. stronger. I think that that's the explanation I came up in my head, and I'm content with it. Right? It's, it's it's just fine. It's been ten years on. Like, why did he decide to like send them off? Like, but because he had like the darkest, uh, like epithet or background. The tyrant Kuma. He had he had one of the, like the most cruel histories apparently, as a pirate, according to the world government. Yeah, and we ever really and that's see why that? he's a warlord. So it's like weird that obviously he's like actually like this good guy or he at least believes in Luffy and the crew for some reason or Another. who fucking knows. Maybe he's always been like that and it's just no one's ever found those people it's, again It's, it's just done. that predeterminism that scares me, you know? That that theory mean? that Shanks always had this planned, you know? Oh, don't get me fucking started on that. I won't if Shanks not, turns out to be... Oh, you know, actually, my friend uh, Jax is obviously—he's in Germany at Gamescom right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, and he actually like got me a One Piece fan for Film Red. Wait, he got you a what? He got me like a fan for Film Red. Uh, oh, okay. You know the Uta fans or something? You might have seen them. I don't know. I have not seen them. Yeah, it's just a bit of merch for the movie and everything is super fucking cool. Uh, but this chapter was pretty movie. cool. I'm really excited to see Crocodile again and Mihawk. Buggy is absolutely at his like most pathetic to a, a point where it's actually... falling upwards, man. The man Buggy is suffering from success. <laughs> this feels more like everything has come crashing down on him actually. It always had, like, has. It always years. has, though. This is this is par for the course. It's just now we're at the climax of Buggy's development, where it's like you are now an emperor with two fucking warlords breathing down your neck, angry at you for stealing that credit. Yep. And they're now they're going to use you as a fucking target. It's fucking great. <laughs> he gets what he deserves. I yeah. love Buggy the Clown. It's good seeing Crocodile back because I think you know he's like my favorite. He's villain. my favorite. He's my favorite villain. I the man's got sweat. I love him so much. In my own in original fucking work, I literally I was I was designing a character 
um, for one of my villains in Paramedic. And I went, oh, God, I just drew Croc. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. He's my favorite. He's so cool. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's all we got to say for this week. Um, like I said, we just play by ear. We have our we have our triumvirates. Um, though our triumvirate's taking a break. It like so this week Chainsaw Man was on break. Next week One Piece is on break. So we're getting a little bit of a switch around is what we're doing. We sub one in for the other. Oh, okay. So it's gonna I'm make it for a good pace. Man. Like, I think Denji is just gonna scuttle off like the fucking Exactly, yeah, that's that all we're gonna see. That's all we're gonna see. He's a cryptid. That's all we're getting. Yeah. I can't I can't wait for the comments in the Discord to get so upset. We're like, wait, 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 where's he going? I'm like, it's not your pro tag. It's not your pro tag anymore. You want you want Denji? Reread part one. It's great. Reread oh, on part a final one. Note, it's great. Actually, it's about One Piece. Uh, have you seen like the surfacing theory that I I believe I said it before that Gear Five takes away Luffy's like humanity or something like that. I'll be honest with you. The internet becomes a popular theory among One Piece fans. I'm like, oh, it's like the Zoro stuff. It's probably not real at all. Yeah, the 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 King of Hell, the Lost Son of Wano. <laughs> Zoro fans ever I, are fucking delusional. We said it before, and we'll say it every fucking week. Zoro fans are fucking hilarious. Yeah, kind of. And they they get they're getting the win they deserve right now because it, it bounties are bullshit. But oh yeah, they it, mean a lot to them. But you know what? If anyone deserves to 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 um enjoy the bounties, it's the Zoro fans. They deserve it. Because they they I upset thought... themselves every week. It's good for them to get a win. Mm hmm. I like the fact that Junbei has like a. I, but oh yeah, actually that's something. I don't care about the numbers on bounties, by the way. I like seeing the art on them. That's what I like. And I'm sad yeah, we didn't Frankie's actually... is just the, the thousand I'm sunny. sad we didn't see a Jinbei poster. Or I don't think we've seen a Jinbei poster. I'm gonna double check, but yeah, um... But, but, but Frankie's is just the thousand sunny. They didn't even get him right. They think he's the ship for some fucking reason. Why? In fact... Which I, I don't understand. I actually don't understand either. Why the fuck do they have bounties in Wano? Is it everything that like the the admiral figured out? Someone someone was spying. Is it on them. sword? Is it sword? Someone was spying on them? on them and they got this intel. The only thing I can think is that sword snitched on them. Yeah, we we, like, we 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 don't so we don't see um we don't see uh Brooks, but I'm assuming it's still the the Soul King the one, poster. Yeah, the Soul King poster. Uh, right. we don't see Usopp's, but I'm gonna assume that's still the God thing. Basically, mm -hmm. anyone we don't see, I'm assuming, is still the same. But it's interesting that we don't see, um, Robins. Because I feel like they'd use her new devil image. That would be cool as fuck if they did, but it's like, no one's actually around from the Navy, except for CP9. It's like a CP9. Did, did the other one get away, or did he freaking die? What's that? Did both of the CP9 agents, not CP9, CP0 agents, die? In the One Piece sense, I assume so. Okay. They, they, they're probably gonna have like a fucking uh, cover story or something. Oh, when I got absolutely fucked up by Wano, I awoke on a desert island. Now I have a beautiful wife. Something like that. Right. And I hate the government now. Yeah, we actually don't really see much updated art from anyone besides Luffy. Yeah. Which and, is... and Frankie, like I said, Frankie, they picture the Thousand Sunny for whatever reason. Yeah, so I'm not mad that. In fact, I'm not even mad. I'm not upset. I'm not even upset. I don't even know what I am. I'm disappointed. It's it's not a strong feeling. I, I just wanted... I love seeing the new art on the posters. I, 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 I agree. You but nothing will more. ever beat Sanji's original poster. Absolutely. Sanji has the best poster. His first poster is the absolute best poster in the series. Fucking brilliant. Except for the fact that then his next poster obviously... 
brought up the topic of Dead or Alive. Yeah, Dead or Alive, like the fact that that came up and how interesting. In fact, just no, just only Wanted Alive, like Wanted Only Alive. That was yeah. like the most, Sanji's posters have like the most impact, I feel. They do. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. Anyway, let's fucking end this episode. Yeah, we're running on time, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, so next next week next week we'll show me and Val's bounties. How about that? <laughs> that sounds sick. <laughs> Valentine D. Stokes. That is uh, you're so fat. Let's have Okay, before we end this episode, talk about yeah. that certificate you got. That literally oh, called yeah, so you I Valentine D. Stokes. They couldn't be fucking bothered to write my full name, but for some reason they wrote the Valentine Arthur. Didn't bother with the rest of Drew Stokes. They just put D. I was like, what the fuck? Because they know you have the will of D, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not That's your bounty. That That's Roger's your bounty. For. I'm not the man Roger's waiting for. I'd <laughs> run the fuck away from Whitebeard. Uh, I'd on be us, like, audience. Dad, don't fucking beat me up. Uh, until next anyway. time, guys. Take care. Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel and the soon-to-be-released original web manga, Paramedic. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Death Battle, Tribe 9, Lackadaisy Cats, and more. This episode was edited by Stina Carey with YouTube version edited by Cody Rock. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. This month's highest-tiered Patreon producers are Mr. Host, Austin, Gooner Bear, Jelly Donut, Jessup Tejas, and Fluffy Giggles McCool Kid. If you would like your name shouted out at the end of each podcast, an invite to our private Discord to interact with fans, cast, and crew, or early access to all of our content, be sure to check out Joyride Entertainment's Patreon. Links provided in the description. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.